If you're looking for an easy, customizable meal planning solution that will reduce decision fatigue, give you five fresh meal ideas every week, and over 250 more real food, family-friendly dinner ideas to choose from to make your meal plan your own, I've got you. It's here. The new Healthy Mama Cooking Club recipe library and interactive digital meal planner is here, and I am over the moon excited to share it with you. This new interactive web app and customizable meal planner combines an easily searchable recipe library of over 250 recipes with our signature weekly meal plans that are now customizable with different serving sizes, adding and subtracting meals, and more, and it all populates into your shopping list you can take to the store with you, and it gives you a prep list to get a head start for easier meals all week long. This is currently only available to the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, so come on over and try it out for a week free. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris to learn more and start making meal plans easy. Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and mama of two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life, uncomplicate eating, and simplify in every area of mom life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. Chris here, and I am recording an extra special bonus episode for you all today, mostly because I heard from a ton of you over on Instagram when I shared that our family was going on a fun, not so little road trip that you all wanted to hear how it went. You wanted to hear how getting into the car and driving 1,300 miles with two kids who had never been on a road trip went. I know. A lot of people, including people in my own family, thought that we were crazy. Um, And the way this road trip came about was um, towards the end of the year, my husband had a trip that he was supposed to be taking for work, and that trip got canceled. But he still needed to meet with his business partner, who happens to live down south, and go over some business things. And so he asked me if we wanted to take a trip as a family, take a weekend, go someplace sunny and warm. And of course, I didn't hesitate. Absolutely. And then when I found out that we were going to be less than half an hour away from one of my absolute best friends in the entire universe, um, well, that trip was absolutely happening, right? So I was so excited. I got to see one of my best friends and he was able to have a meeting with his business partner. And so we decided that we were going to go on this trip. And at first we thought we were going to fly. And then with the state of the world, with the weather, with all of these things, we decided that it would probably be best if we just road tripped down. And neither of us hesitated when we were like, well, we'll just drive. Even though it was 1,300 miles and a 21 to 22 hour drive, according to Google, which which we all know with kids, um, is, is never that short. So our kids have never been on a long road trip. Actually, I take that back. Our oldest daughter had been on a couple of trips to and from Canada when we lived in Toronto to um, my home state, Rhode Island. So it's about a 12-hour trip, um, but she was a baby and when, or really, really little. I think she really was a baby when we went. And so we would basically 
drive through the night and take turns a little bit. But most of the most of it was just my husband kind of driving through the night and me just taking care of her. And she was pretty good. I mean, at that age, she mostly just slept through it. And that's basically the longest she's ever been on a road trip. Our youngest daughter has never been on a road trip longer than like two hours. So we were very curious to see how they were. But honestly, I wasn't I wasn't that nervous. They're both really good in the car. Thankfully, neither of them, um, as you know, we've we've found out before. Neither of them get car sick, and thankfully they didn't get car sick. And they're both pretty easygoing kids overall, and they love adventure just like their parents. And both Nick and I are very well-versed in road trips. We've done a lot of trips both individually. I did some trips with my family when I was a kid. He did with his family. He's traveled south a lot um, as a college sailor. You know, they didn't have a ton of money, so they would oftentimes road trip and take turns going down south to sail. And, you know, just the back and forth from Rhode Island to Toronto when we lived there for five years, we're used to road trips. We're no stranger to them. This one was definitely an extra long one, though. But we figured it would be the least expensive and the safest way to travel at this point in time. And we really just wanted to get into the sun. So we were excited. And I decided, you know, we decided this like the last week of the year. And this was going to be the first weekend of the new year. So really, we didn't have a lot of time to kind of plan things out. So I started kind of compiling a list and doing a little bit of research, listening to a couple podcasts, looking on Pinterest for some ideas and inspiration. And I put together sort of a plan for our road trip. And we didn't really have any plans once we got there other than his meeting with his business partner. Um, We were staying with him too and uh, seeing my friend. And so and since we didn't want to do too many things, right, just with the way the world is right now, it was mostly like we're just going down there to hang out and be in the sun. And so really, what I focused my effort on was making sure the road trip was as peaceful as possible. And I'm really, really happy to say the girls were champs. The road trip was fantastic. They literally did not start fighting until our 61 out of 64 over two days. And they like fought a little bit. My husband was like, "Uh uh-uh, not happening. And then we gave them a movie and they settled in. Like, honestly. And my kids do fight. My kids are not unicorn children. They definitely fight. They, I'm, I'm actually like very surprised in some ways that they, it didn't happen earlier. But I think it was because of the way that we set things up and the research that we did in order to make it a really exciting experience. So what I thought I would do today is just sort of share with you the things that we did to make a trip that ended up being 64 hours total um, over the course of two days, of course, just peaceful, calm, and honestly, really fun. So this is how we survived 64 hours in the car on our very first family road trip. So the first thing that we did, and really the first thing that I did with my husband was I sat down with him and I was like, listen, our kids are young. We really, really, really need to lower our expectations for how long this is going to take us. Because when we talked about it, we talked about, all right, it's going to take like 21 or 22 hours. We'll leave it this time. We'll get there at this time. And I'm like, okay, you got to add at least four hours to that. He's like, what? I'm like, that's only eight half an hour stops. And he's like, that's a ton. I was like, yes, <laughs> but... It's like our their kids are young. They're going to have to use the bathroom. They're going to need extra snacks. They're going to like want to shake out their legs. It's it's going to happen. We need that buffer time. He's like, all right, all right. And we ended up needing an extra four hours. It took us almost 27 hours to get there the first time. And then um, 
just about the same to get home. Um, we were very tired. We stayed up a little bit late the night before um, the second time around. So we ended up both having to sleep a little bit more. And the first time we decided to just take it a little bit slower. We stopped for breakfast. And I think lowering our expectations and not trying to get there so fast. Now, we did want to get there by, you know, Friday evening. So we left on Thursday midday. We wanted to get there by Friday evening so we could have a nice dinner. Um, we could hang out. We could relax. We ended up getting there in enough time to go on a boat ride, like a beautiful sunset boat ride. And the benefit of being married to a sailor is most of his friends have boats. And then being able to, you know, have a nice dinner, send the kids off to bed, and then kind of hang out. So that was really, really nice. So we did have kind of a, a timeline in our minds. Now, if we had gone quicker, we would have gotten there earlier, but we didn't get there super, super late. And so we just kind of lowered our expectations for how long it was going to take us and allowed ourselves that buffer time, which we absolutely needed. The next thing that I think was really helpful was keeping things organized. So I made a list of everything we were going to need, obviously everything we needed for the trip. And I kind of made that first. We decided that we'd each get a bag. Kids, because it was only two days, they got a bag together. If we did it for longer in the future, which I'm sure we will, they'll each get their own bag. Um, but, you know, there was the things that we were going to need for the actual couple of days that we were there. Made sure we had bathing suits because it was nice and warm and sunny. And so I kind of got all of that stuff out of the way and was like, all right, these are the things we're going to need. We'll pack those things up. But what I was really focused on was what we were going to actually need on the road. I didn't ever want to feel like we didn't have what we needed, even if we weren't close to a rest stop or even if, you know, whatever came up. I wanted to feel like, you know, if it took an extra long time, I wanted to feel like we were prepared with activities for the kids, with things for ourselves, with snacks, with the essentials. So what I did was I went to Target and I purchased two really inexpensive bins. They were less than $10 each. One of them was a smaller bin to go in between the girls in the back seat for activities and snacks. And the other one was a bin for essentials in the back of the car. So the essentials bin was very simple. I mean, other than like the basic kit that you need for the car just in case the car breaks down which we have kind of underneath with the tire in the car um we put in toilet paper just in case we couldn't find a rest stop and needed to go on the side of the road you know if you've been on a family road trip it sometimes happens thankfully it didn't this time but uh paper towels just in case of spills and then you can use them as napkins as well hand sanitizer and hand sanitizing wipes uh, and then baby wipes as well just baby wipes just to you know wipe off dirty hands or marker covered hands or whatever it might be uh, extra tissues if the kids need tissues first aid kit advil um, pepto in case tummy issues come up just those kind of basic things i also put um extra snacks in that bin if they went through the snacks that they had in their snack bags which i'll talk about and um let me see oh a quick breakfast too and i wasn't sure if we we're gonna have that in the car or have it when we got there but i brought some cereal for the kids and some little oatmeal cups for myself and my husband and then i also put um put in there extra snack bags in extra activities for the way home. And I will get to the snack bags and the activity bags, but I kind of just had all of that in one bin. So it wasn't floating around the car. I also had a small bin in the back seat with extra books that didn't fit in the other kids' bin, um, books for myself and books for the kids as well. My husband had his books in his own bag. So that was just 
you know, that was just really nice to keep things organized. So I always knew where things were whenever we were in the car and or if we're stopping at a rest stop and we need to grab something. I knew where everything was. So the next thing that I really focused on, not surprisingly, was snacks. (laughs) So I created two snack bags, one for each kiddo with the exact same things in them so that they didn't ask us a million times, can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? And the only rule was that this is your bag for the entire trip. You can have whatever's in it, but this is what we have for the trip. And we did actually bring some extra snacks later when they did seem hungry. We brought them out, but we're like, okay, this is what you have. So you ration it however you want to. Um, We also, and I'll share what's kind of in each one of the snack bags. We also brought lunches because we did leave around midday to have in the cars to avoid one extra stop. Uh, And then I just brought some like healthier snacks in the cooler too. I have a small cooler and it's one of the best purchases we made. It's like a can cooler. So it is kind of tall and narrow and I think it holds like 18 cans and we've used it to bring, you know, something like, you know, a few beers and a couple sandwiches when we've gone kayaking or canoeing. And but it's the perfect size for road trips because it kind of fits in between both of the kiddos and on the floor in the backseat of the car. And it's not too wide and it doesn't take up a ton of room. It's really nice. If I can find it on Amazon, like the same size, then I will link it. I think it's by I think it's by Polar. So that's really great. And so we had some things in the cooler. So I had some cheese sticks, some salami, um, some sliced veggies. My younger daughter really likes cucumber. I really like those like mini peppers. So veggies, apple slices. And then I brought egg cups to have a quick breakfast in the morning, which is what I had for breakfast. And then we did stop for breakfast, but I just had a little something. But I, I tend to feel pretty hungry early in the morning. So I wanted to make sure that I had something as well. So we had lunches, we had snack bags for the girls. We also had a snack bag for us as well. And then we also made sure to bring some beverages as well. So we brought, uh, I brought a couple of coffees to go for my husband to keep him awake on the drive. Um, We both drove, but he needs a little bit more caffeine than I do. Um, We brought electrolyte packets to stay hydrated, um, some element electrolyte packets. We also brought flavored water for the kids. So rather than pumping them up on juice and having them sit for hours and hours, they're like the waters that have some extra flavoring in them. And then we also brought big jugs of spring water. So we had, you know, a couple set aside just in case, you know, just emergency water. We were driving when there was a big snowstorm in the Northeast. Thankfully, we were able to miss that. But we still wanted to make sure just in case of an emergency, we had water. And then we also had a couple that we could just use to refill our water bottles. So we didn't we didn't feel like we we're constantly buying water bottles. So in our snack bags, we had one for each of the kids and one for us as parents. And I actually, this was a move that I think was one of my smartest, made up two of each snack bag. So I had one for the way and one for the way home. So I put snacks that I know the kids love in there. So I gave them a couple like go-go squeezes, um, like some cinnamon applesauce and then uh, some strawberry applesauce in there, you know, quick fruit, Uh, some pirate's booty. I know they love um, chomping on pirate's booty, some little olive packets from Trader Joe's. They're great and they've got some healthy fats in them too. My kids love them. And then I also put in some fun little Paw Patrol cookies and it was really funny because they gobbled up everything 
except the Paw Patrol cookies. I think one of my daughters ate one packet and the other one didn't even touch them at all. And I was like, okay, cool. That's fine. Um, for us parents, we brought some pistachios. Obviously, those aren't easy to snack on when we're driving, but the Trader Joe's garlic onion pistachios are so tasty and they're really great if you want like a salty snack, but you want something a little bit more filling than like a bag of chips. Uh, we brought some chomp sticks, some, so they're like meat sticks, so kind of like jerky. I did actually also bring some jerky for my husband because he loves jerky on road trips. It's just, I feel like it's a road trip thing, right? I actually wanted to get some of the little Vermont sticks for the kids, but I wasn't able to find them at Target when I was there, which was sad because those are a great pro uh, protein-rich snack for the kids as well. We had some Pirate's Booty for us as well. We had some bars for us, um, some Cliff Bars and some RX Bars. I bought these. They have little individual packs of chocolate-covered almonds and chocolate-covered espresso beans at Trader Joe's. So I got some of those if we want, wanted a little um, sweet treat, and we both dug into a little bit of those. Uh, and I think we did pretty well with the snacks. Like, we we went through almost everything, like I said, with the kids except for the Paw Patrol cookies. And for us, like, we didn't finish the garlic, like, giant bag of garlic pistachios, but we ate pretty much everything else or at least dug into everything else and the other thing that we ended up um, bringing with us were some dried fruit so we had a couple bags of dried fruit from trader joe's a bag of cheese crackers um and like i said we also had some cereal and some oatmeal cups for a quick breakfast if we needed those and we ended up eating those at our destination the first morning the second morning we did like a big kind of brunch um um with all of us so that was the snacks that we brought on hand. And I think just having the individual snack bags for the girls meant that they didn't fight over them and they knew that they could have those. And then when they wanted another snack, it was something that they had to share together. Um, and then my husband and I always had snacks. We didn't feel like we were sharing with the kids and the kids ate all our snacks. And so having a mix of like the fun snacks and then also the cooler with some healthy snacks was good too. And so we went through pretty much everything. I don't think they finished the apple slices, but other than that, pretty, pretty good with the snacks. So the next thing that I think made our trip really successful, um, and these were sort of um, kind of Pinterest tips that I kind of took and ran with. So I gave each of the girls three sheets of paper that I printed off to avoid the are we there yet question. <laughs> it's the dreaded question, right? So the first one I gave them was a map. So it was from Google Maps. I mapped out from our house to the destination we were going to, and I printed it out so they could see the exact route that we were taking. And then I told them that we had a rule. And I knew that my little one like wouldn't care <laughs> that it was really my older one who was really curious and really wants to know uh you know where we are when are we going to get there i told her she's not allowed to ask are we there yet the only thing she's allowed to ask every two hours she's allowed to ask where are we and when she asks where are we she can mark on the map where we are and i can help her find the spot where we are in the map so basically and then she can show her sister. So they can, they kind of like traced our route down the entire 25 plus hours, which was kind of cool. The other thing I gave them was a, they already had colored pencils in their activity bags, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, but I gave them each a map to fill in all of the states that we passed through. We passed through 13 states mostly because we started in New England and there's a lot of them all together. So we, they filled in 
each one of the states with their colored pencils. And so that's another way for them to kind of map the route. But it gives them something to do. Like every time we pass through a new state, we'd be like, hey, guys, we're in Maryland. Yay. You know, fill it in. We're in Virginia. We're in Georgia. And and then they just would fill it in, which is exciting. And the last thing we had them do is the classic road trip game. But I found a really cool resource. I've got to find it and I will link it. Um, but it's a license plate game, but it's different than the license plate game when I was a kid. It actually has the pictures of the license plates on it. So I printed it out and the kids could just recognize the license plate and then check it off. And Sage found something like 35 license plates or something like maybe even more. Um, and she had a ton of fun with the license plate game, finding the license plates. And she did that the whole time. Um, she got you know, she was kind of disappointed she didn't get all 50 states, but she did a pretty good job. And it definitely kept them interested in the drive, not just in like the activities that were in front of them. They were like interested in the journey. And so I think that that was really helpful as well. The next thing that I did, and this was something I, you know, just knowing my kids, I knew that they would want to know that there was a variety of activities for them the whole way. The first thing they, that we did that I think was the best move that we made was that when they got in the car, they both have tablets. They both have Amazon Kids tablets. When they got in the car, there were no tablets anywhere to be seen. There were there was no computer anywhere to be seen. There was no tech at all anywhere they could see. So they got in the car and all they saw was their activity bags. And so they dug in to these little bags I gave them with activities in them. Now, I've heard some people give the advice, and this might work for your kids, to not give them all the activities at once. And technically, I didn't. What I did is I made, just like with the snack bags, I made one for each of them for each way. And Well, I didn't really make them for each way. I refilled them on the way home is what I did. I just added some new activities. I didn't take the old ones away. I added some new activities. So they each had some age-appropriate activities in this little bin, right next to their snack bags so they could pick them up and they could choose whatever activities they wanted to do. And you guys, because we saved the tech, they didn't ask the tablet for their tablets. Well, actually, we didn't give them their tablets at all until almost 20 hours in. They didn't even ask for them because they didn't know we had them. We had actually purchased them both. They both needed new kids' headphones, so we did buy kids' headphones. And I will link the ones that we got. They're so cute. Um, they have little cat ears that you can put on them. They're pretty inexpensive. I want to say they're like 15 bucks, and they work really well. Like, we can't, you can't, you know, sometimes cheap headphones, you can still hear what's going on outside the headphones. Like, these are definitely, I don't know if they're noise-canceling for them, but we couldn't hear what they were listening to. And they could either watch Disney Plus or play games on their tablets at that point. But we didn't give them to them in the beginning. We gave them the activities. So they really focused on the map, on the license plate game, and the activities that they had. Now, my daughter also had schoolwork. So we brought her schoolwork with her. Um, and the other thing that we purchased was a um, travel tray. And I'll link that as well for her schoolwork. And it's great, this travel tray we got. Pretty inexpensive. I want to say it was like 25 bucks, so nothing crazy. It does have a dry erase board on it so they can, can they can draw. It has a ton of compartments that we definitely could have filled up. But for her, the purpose was that she was going to be out of school for two days. And so we wanted to make sure she got her work done. So I had emailed her teacher ahead of time, like, hey, we're going on this trip. And can you just send some work with her? And she was like, yep, absolutely. They have tablets for school as well. And so she could just prop that up and set that up and do her work on there 
as well. So that was really helpful. But in terms of what we put in the activity bags for each kid, um, I wanted to make sure a couple of things. Number one, that they each had the same amount of items in case they did the thing where they like counted them and that they had similar items, even though they're pretty different ages. Our oldest is eight and our youngest is four. So for Sage, our eight-year-old, I found this really cool, um, just, I, I think, it, I don't know if it said road trip, but like travel activity book. So it had everything from like word searches and word games and um, like tic-tac-toe and things like that. And so she could do all of these different activities in this activity book. And she went through like half of it. It was super interesting and it was all kind of travel related. She could read so she could kind of do that on her own. I also, from the Target dollar spot, found this really cool color-in calendar. And I thought that she doesn't actually have a calendar herself. It might be really cool for her to be able to color in the different months of the calendar and mark down any important dates. And sure enough, that was like one of the first things she grabbed. She's like, this is so cool. And my other daughter has like, she doesn't even know what a calendar is really. I mean, she's seen them before, but she's not that interested. And so since Sage can read... She's like, okay, for January, I've got daddy's birthday and I've got Mama Lala. That's what they call my mom's birthday. Is there any other dates I need to remember? And we're like, well, the the 17th is Martin Luther King Day. And so you're out of school that day. Uh, The third was your um, Aunt Al, my my sister. You guys have heard her on the podcast before. It's her birthday. Um, You know, so we went through the different dates and that was another thing. So I think activities that are actually engaging were really, really helpful. So... She got an activity book. She got the fill-in calendar, um, colored pencils. They each got colored pencils because I thought they would be the least messy items and the least likely to break. And then I just brought a pencil sharpener with us. So they each got colored pencils. Um, separate from the bag, but I did put in this cool little like building set. They're kind of like Legos, but not. And like you can build little towers or little people or things like that. And so that was something that she enjoyed doing for a while as well. They each had a poppet because we all know how much kids love their poppets. <laughs> Um, And on the way home, I added in one of those fun little like dollar spot activity books, like the character activity books with some characters that she liked. Um, I added in a puzzle and another like little craft activity. And all of these were like sticker based. There was nothing that could potentially be messy at all because I was not dealing with that. (laughs) Like I knew there was going to be crumbs. And, you know, so the worst thing that could be spilled are those like water type things that they had, those like flavored waters. So for Ren, my four-year-old, instead of getting her an activity book because she can't read and she would need a lot of help from mom and dad for that, I wanted to give her something that could be pretty independent. So uh, at the bookstore, we found a, a book of kind of images that have something different. So like a what's different book. So you recognize the differences. And she had a lot of fun. She was like showing her sister. She was like, this one has a bird, but this one doesn't have a bird. And so she kind of – and so it was – um. There's a lot of pictures in it, so she could look through and look at the pictures. I did bring some extra books, too, so we did that we got from the library. So we did do a little bit of reading in the car as well, but we avoided too much of that, like just kind of like turning around and and reading. But we did do something else for reading, and I'll share that in just a minute. Um, So she had the What's Different book. She also had a coloring book, colored pencils. The other thing that she had separate – was a color matching pegboard. Um, these are really, really cool. We actually got one for um, her little cousin this year for Christmas. And I'll link the one we got on Amazon. Um, it's basically this little board and there are different images that you put in and there are these little pegs that you put in and you match the colors and it creates this little image. And she played with that, I kid you not, for two 
hours. She just kept making them and showing them to me and going, mommy, take a picture for your friends. Um, She thinks whenever I post on Instagram, I'm talking to my friends, which I mean, I guess you guys, whoever's on Instagram, you guys kind of are my friends, right? I call call everyone friends. So whenever I, I flip on Instagram, I go, hey, friends. So whenever I take a picture of her, she tells me it's for my friends, which I think is the cutest thing ever. So um, that pegboard was awesome. And so I have like a dozen pictures of the different um, the different creations she made in that pegboard. Uh, she also had a poppet. And on the way home, same thing as Sage, an age-appropriate puzzle, a character activity book, and another like sticker-based craft. And one of those I got at the dollar store and one of them was Target. Um, actually, two of them in the dollar store and the other one was Target. So nothing – we didn't buy anything like crazy – expensive for this trip the only real purchases we made we got the kids new headphones we got that activity tray for schoolwork, and then we just got a couple of fun little activities and nothing was nothing was more than like 20 bucks so very very inexpensive they both did the, have their tablets with those headphones, and we also brought an older computer that we have that has a DVD player, and we got a few DVDs from the library, and we saved those until the last four hours of the trip. When the kids were just a little tired and it was had, had, had gotten dark because we did take so long to get home, and we wanted to stay and enjoy uh before kind of enjoy the experience before we left so the last four hours of the trip were mostly dark and so the kids couldn't do their activities but it wasn't quite time for bed yet they hadn't even had dinner and so that was a good time to flip on a movie and so they watched a couple of movies and that kind of kept them entertained for the last little leg of the book of the book (laughs) the leg of the journey we did like i said also bring some books with us as well a couple for me a couple for the kids and they looked through those as well uh and then we also played a couple of games as or like we did a couple of things as a family one of them i heard on a, another podcast and i wish i could remember which one if i can i will link it in the show notes um but they do something that's like spotify roulette so basically each family member we turn on spotify each family member chooses a song and we go around and we each listen to the song and we do like four or five rounds and it was really funny my kids are really into the descendants movies and so we listen to like most of the descendants soundtrack which is not me and my husband's favorite but my husband and i were you know playing a lot of like late 90s early 2000s music which is like our music from like middle and high school and so it was just a lot of fun so we really liked doing that as a family and the other thing that we did that I'm I really enjoyed and I'm glad we did was we got a book on tape or on cd at the library and we listened to Harry Potter as a family my kids haven't heard Harry Potter yet my little one was still not quite into it yet she listened a little bit um but my eight-year-old is totally into it and I loved Harry Potter when I was her age and she's just about old enough to start reading it and so I thought it'd be cool to introduce her to the first book and we read almost all of the first book on tape together and my husband hadn't listened to any of them which is crazy because he loves science fiction fantasy those genres um I guess it's fantasy right but he he loved he listened to it and loved it too and so that was really cool and and we had a lot of harry potter related discussions kind of on the trip from there on as well of course we also brought sage's schoolwork i think i already mentioned that but those were the main things that we brought for activities like i i know it sounds like a lot but really they each only had a little activity bag and like i said i had a couple extras that i kept in the back for the second leg of the trip they had their tablets um they had that computer that we waited until the very end to use. And my husband and I, we, we brought books. We listened to podcasts together. We talked a ton. We, what else did we do? 
we I, we both did some work too, so we had our computers with us. But that was it. That was really it, and it it turned out really really well. Um, so the other things that I thought were really helpful and that made things go smooth was I made sure that I packed up their sleep essentials in a really easy to grab place because we were in the car for about about seven ish hours before my oldest was ready to go to bed but my youngest fell asleep for like a three hour nap in the afternoon like late afternoon so she was up until almost midnight in the car which was very hysterical because she's she did stay up until midnight on new year's this year because she was with a few friends um but she's other than that she's never stayed up until midnight but she had no idea it was midnight (laughs) she was just because she had slept from like three to six and so then her body was just not tired but what we did do was once it got to the point where it felt like it was sort of bedtime for them after dinner time, we had um, gone through the Chick-fil-A drive through and the next rest stop, we stopped and we made sure that we put a pull up on my four year old. Um, she doesn't always need it, but just in case on a road trip, we don't want any disasters and pajamas. Um, so they both got to put on pajamas. We brought their favorite blankets with them, um, a pillow, and then one of their levies. Um, Like my eight-year-old acts like she doesn't need one anymore, but she really likes having her like little baby, her jelly bunny, we call it. Um, And so they each had one of those as well that they could kind of snuggle with. And both of my kids think it's so cool to have an eye mask. And so they each have a dollar store eye mask, which was actually helpful because I think it probably does black out um, a good amount of light. And so that kept them to sleep. They both slept pretty well both ways pretty much the entire night. So that was really great. And of course, for ourselves, we also had a blanket and a pillow that we shared in the car and uh, an eye mask to block out the light. I brought earplugs, but I ended up just listening to um, like some relaxing sounds on my earbuds. I'm not a great sleeper in the car. But I try to get in enough so that I can give my husband breaks. He tends to drive more at night because I don't love driving at night. And I drive more during the day. And that's kind of how we we balance all of that out. Um, so, oh, the last thing I mentioned, I wanted to mention was that um, one of the pieces of advice that I got for road tripping with kids was to have a prize bag. And to tell them that if they were good for a certain amount of time, that they would get a prize. So I went to the dollar store and I got this bag and I filled it up with a bunch of different prizes. Um, my kids love gum, but we don't give them gum a whole ton. And so I got some bubble gum. I got like a couple lollipops. And then, of course, all these like dollar store things like these little mini notebooks, stickers, um, more activity packs, like all the fun little toys. Not too much. I don't love a ton of clutter, but just these like fun little toys. And I probably had like seven to ten like individual items for each of them and I expected to use them and I didn't need to use any of them I think because they were so occupied with activities but for your kids who might be a little bit younger who might not be able to sit still for so long I think it's a fabulous idea towards the end I actually ended up like reaching for a snack for my husband and myself and um like kind of moving the bag to the side accidentally my youngest daughter saw it and like I said they're super into the descendants and it was like a descendants notebook and she was like oh what is that and I was like oh here this is for you have you been good on the drive she's like I think so I'm like dig it (laughs) so now I have a bag of prizes for them for any random day 
think it's a great idea. We just didn't need it. And I, you know, I know that some of this, it's like, yeah, my, my kids just, they are, they're pretty, they're pretty good kids when it comes to things like car trips and they're pretty good at independent play and not every kiddo is like that. Um, the last piece of advice that I got from several of you on Instagram that we definitely used was my kids did get stir crazy, especially when it's like midday and we had gotten into the state that we were going to and they were just like ready to be there was whenever we stopped at a rest stop um, or a Wawa for lunch, um, we would just let them run around. And we would just like play a little game with them, like um, wall tap. So like run from here to the wall, tap the wall, run back. And I posted a fun little sped up video of my kids doing that and just like letting them run around a little bit and, um, you know, just kind of have fun that way. And we didn't stop a lot. We tried to avoid stopping um, as much as we could, but we did stop for breakfast once on the way there and had some waffles and that was really that was really the only time other than rest stops and we tried to just keep those as fast as possible so it did take us a lot longer to get there than we had originally you know than google had told us but it was a really fun journey both ways and it went really well and all of us you know despite being tired felt really sane afterwards which was great um and we had a wonderful little trip a beautiful couple of days and we can't wait to go on our next road trip so that was how it went and that was what we did and that was how we stayed organized and that was how we uh you know had everything kind of set up so that it went really smoothly and so i hope for any of you who are thinking about going on family road trips and are maybe nervous or you know the road trip that you want to go on is one that seems like really long especially if you have kids as young as mine and you're like i don't know just do it okay like the only way they're going to get used to it is by doing it right? They're not going to just magically be used to being in the car. So it's going to be an adventure. And so I just say just do it. Like, you know, live your life. Let your kids in enjoy the journey. Um, and hopefully some of these tips are helpful to you as well. So like I said, I'll put some links into some of the things that were most helpful for us down below um, in the show notes. I'm going to try and do a blog post on all of this as well so you guys can kind of have everything all in one place. But I hope you found this helpful and, you know, even if not helpful, just interesting as to how our little, very not so little <laughs> family road trip went. Okay, friends, I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.